right, I've got my coffee, my package of stale circus peanuts. Place those over there. And we're ready to rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to have the stale circus peanuts. That's, that's how I maintain my high level of lucidity and energy. You've got a peanut, which is protein. They're orange. Duh, vitamin C, right? And then they're stale. I purposely take time to age my circus peanuts like a fine cheese or wine, thus elevating the high potency of vitamins and minerals. No, I have not done any studies on that. That's just my own idea. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> I'm a little goofy today. <laughs> I do have, there is a purpose behind today's podcast. I have a question you can ask yourself when you're in the midst of freaking out, feeling emotionally overwhelmed. And I want to share that with you. But first, a little housekeeping. I just wanted to invite you, if you have yet to become a part of the Facebook page, Illuminated Soul Facebook page, you're invited. Always sharing daily encouragement on that. Uh, and then we have the Instagram uh, page, Illuminated Soul Craig West. And then if ever you want to reach out, you have a question or you just want to chat, Illuminated Soul Contact at gmail.com. Okay. Hey, have you heard of the Household Pulse Survey? It collects and reports data that measures household experiences during the coronavirus pandemic. It's so intriguing. At the beginning of June, they reported that nearly a third of Americans are now experiencing symptoms of anxiety disorder. Nearly a third. And if that's you, I am so sorry, but we're in this together. We have Jesus, we have his spirit, we have his word. We can bear each other's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ, which is love. And whatever it is that might be causing you and me to be anxious, I can feel that. I call it a nameless anxiety. It's just this, just atmospheric, right? But whether we're stressed out, worried, whatever it is, have you noticed that one of the first things affected by all of that stuff seems to be our breathing? It becomes shallow, right? constricted, uh, just these short, quick bursts, even the heart rate becomes elevated. And in those moments, I think the mistake we often make is we try to think our way out of whatever stressful situation or challenge we find ourselves in. But before we do the thinking, I'm suggesting today on Illuminated Soul, what if we first do the breathing? Take a breath right now. In out. What a gift. You know, I really believe that breath that you and I just took doesn't belong to us. I really believe it belongs to God. How I see it is he first gave it breath to Adam, and it's been passed down the line of humanity ever since. We read in Genesis 2 verse 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. In Isaiah 42, 5, we read about God who gives breath to the people on it, on the planet Earth, and spirit to those who walk in it. I like to put it this way. The breath in your lungs came from God's lungs. And his desire is for you and everyone on this planet to simply breathe with him, 1 Corinthians 6.17. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him, one breath. That's what that literally means, according to Strong's Dictionary, breath. So imagine you being joined to the Lord 
are one spirit, one breath with him. You and I get to breathe in unison with the Lord. I'm not talking about buddy breathing like they do in scuba diving, you know, where I I have my apparatus and then I, I take in a deep breath and I share it with yours. I mean, thank God for that. But this is more than buddy breathing. This is unison. We're talking about being one. But when we become overwhelmed with life, anxious, worrisome, etc., it can feel like we are all of a sudden breathing on our own. Have you noticed that? Metaphorically, it's like I become asthmatic. I'm sucking wind, this shallow breathing. All the while, in the Spirit, we are joined to the Lord and we are one breath with Him. I think he offers his life-giving spirit to everyone, his life-giving breath to everyone, because his is the only breath that will never stop. You know, the eternal life that you and I have promised to us, whose breath will we be breathing to have that eternal life? (laughs) That's a fun thought. (laughs) So I have a question for you. Have you ever noticed how much of our anxiety and worry is rooted in the past or the future? I think worrying about something in the future is like you and me trying to breathe in the future. You can't breathe in a moment you don't find yourself in. (laughs) I want to say that again. You and I can't breathe in a moment that we don't find ourselves in. And we've already breathed in the past, so no reason to go back there. So a question that we can ask ourselves when we feel overwhelmed, anxious, stressed out, fearful, is this. When am I breathing? Have you ever asked yourself that? When am I breathing? I like this question because it centers us. Because the answer to that question is always now. The only moment you and I have is now. You and I are only and ever breathing right now. (sighs) Worry and anxiety pulls us out of now and tries to relocate us into a future moment that doesn't yet exist, or a past moment that already has. Some guy by the name of Albert Haas, oh, I hope I pronounced your last name right, dude. Albert Haas, anxiety and worry are the prices we pay when we leave the home of the present moment and try to live tomorrow, today. According to the American Institute of Stress, yes, there's a place like that. How are are the employees at the American Institute of Stress just the most relaxed employees on the face of the planet? (laughs) Have they just mastered (laughs) how to manage stress? Or are they stressed out? That's a bunny trail. Come on, Craig. Get yourself together. (laughs) Everybody breathe with me. (laughs) So it's it's the American Institute of Stress, the AIS. Uh, According to that organization, deep breathing increases the supply of oxygen to your brain, which, by the way, your brain uses 20% of the body's oxygen supply. And let's just stop right there. I think it's kind of humorous. You know, when, when we're stressed out, panicking, whatever it is, we're kind of trying to think our way out with a slightly deoxygenated brain, <laughs> right? So it makes sense that the first thing we would do before we think is breathe. Deep breathing brings deep thinking, and shallow breathing brings shallow thinking, as someone once said. So this breathing reduces tension, releases endorphins, increases 
focus and non-reactiveness, relieves stress and stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest system, which promotes a state of calmness. And guess what? That's God's idea. Remember, your entire being is spirit, soul, and body, according to 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. If your body didn't matter, uh, when it's all said and done, why is God giving you and me a new one? He likes the idea of this integrated system, this triune fidget spinner that you are (laughs) of spirit, soul, and body. And he's so brilliant. This idea of breathing and the immediate impact it has on our mind and our, our, our physical makeup. When you become stressed or anxious, your brain releases cortisol, the stress hormone. This is from therapist Andrea Watkins. She continues, By taking deep breaths, your heart rate slows, more oxygen enters our bloodstream, and ultimately communicates with the brain to relax. That's God's idea. That's God's ingenious idea. That's how mysteriously complex and fearfully and wonderfully made you are, just physically. So deep breathing also ups our endorphins, the feel-good chemical. Isn't that amazing? That's why, uh, this is probably for another episode, but that's why one of the, the most effective things you can do when you and I are, are freaking out is cardio. Go walking, go running, just about 20 minutes, and boom, and the effects last hours. You know, all the chemicals, all the quote-unquote, during my 10 years of clinical depression, I was on lithium, lamictal, Lexapro, Effexor, and uh, and there was this for six years, and and there was a, t- a time and a season for that. But what, what intrigues me is all the chemicals you and I need, they're already in the body. The feel-good stuff, all the stuff that can relax us, the serotonin, the dopamine, Isn't that interesting? And one way we release that really quickly is cardio, i.e. getting the lungs going and the circulatory system going so we can breathe. In It's real simple. There's so many types of ways to breathe out there. I'm not not, uh, educated enough in that stuff. I just know the simple idea of, oh, I'm just going to (laughs) breathe. All right? Four seconds in through the nose, four seconds out through the mouth. People call that 4-4 breathing, or you do 4 by 4 Four seconds in through the nose, hold for four seconds. Four seconds out through the nose, hold for four seconds, and then repeat ten times. So when are we breathing? When am I breathing? The answer is now. And here's, here's what I love about that. This is, I think, the most important part. And now we get to worship God in the moment with something as simple as breathing. Rabbi Lawrence Kushner wrote, when Moses asked God what his name was, God answered with what we transliterate Y-H-W-H. Over time, we added an A and an E in there to get Yahweh, to make it pronounceable. But Jewish scholars have noted that the letters Y-H-W-H represent something unutterable and is comprised of aspirated consonants that are actually the sound of breathing. The holiest name in the world, the name of Creator God, is the sound of your own breathing. And he goes on to say that these letters are unpronounceable is no accident, just as it is no accident that they are also the root letters of the Hebrew verb to be. God's name is the name of being itself. And I'd like to add, when we are breathing, we are declaring the being of God 
and our being, our existence in him. My friend Jacob Wright wrote, Your very existence, every breath, is an unceasing invitation to awaken to the reality of God. You inhale God and exhale God. Every breath is into and out of God, Yahweh. Breathe, and your being calls out to the name of being itself. And so, my favorite scripture that I like to add, there's a couple. There's Psalm 34, 2. We read, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. But the message puts it this way, I live and breathe God. But my favorite scripture to substantiate this, that I really focus on this invitation to breathe before we react, is Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Before I unpack that a little bit, let's go back to Yahweh real quickly. Y-H-W-H. I wish you could see this now on video, but I'll show you how it sounds. I'm going to breathe the name of God. I'm not going to use my lips or teeth as I would in communicating as I am right now. I'm just going to breathe. You ready? I literally just had my mouth open. A little fluctuation of the tongue. That's it. Every time you breathe, whether you realize it or not, you're breathing the very name of God. That right there should give you and me peace. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Another translation reads, be silent and see that I am God. In Hebrew, this being still or ceasing from striving means to sink, to relax, to slacken, to let drop, to refrain, to let alone, to be quiet. So this being still, being silent means we're letting go of our habitual response to think our way out of whatever challenging situation we find ourselves in. At least that's one of the things this being still means. I mean, if we're being still, we're letting go of all activity, mental activity. We're letting go of thinking, all the pondering, the plotting, the strategizing. We're just letting go of doing in all aspects. And if that's the case, what are we left with? Breathing. And in this breathing, you just get to be. You get to be with Yahweh, the one who is being itself. And out of this grounded being, the doing will naturally flow. So my dear, dear friend, Enjoy the gift of breathing. I'm Craig. This is Illuminated Soul.